Please note that nothing in this podcast should ever be taken as personal financial advice. And if you are seeking financial advice, reach out as we work with professionals in the industry. And welcome back to yet another episode of the Finance Bible Podcast. It's joined with myself, Zeke, and fellow co-founder of the Finance Bible, Oscar. Mate, what's going down? What's going down is I'm looking at you and you're looking pretty pretty shredded by the I'm going to be honest. I don't know what to say, mate. I'm, I'm flattered. <laughs> I'm flattered. Mate, you're looking good. Tell us the, what, what is the secret of good physique? Yeah, mate. Just uh, go into the gym every morning. Wake up, five o'clock. Meet you at the front of your house. Give you a little jump scare. Walk on down to the gym. Pump it out. Hit it. Don't quit it. And then, yeah, just try to create a calorie deficit during the day, mate. <laughs> Speaking about that scare, Zeke's been um, every single morning around 5 a.m. I leave the house to go to the gym. And we live quite close, so every morning Zeke's literally in my front yard without telling me, I have no idea. And then he just sprawls out and jumps and scares the absolute shit out of me. It's <laughs> <laughs> shocking. You know, you gotta get, you need high energy in the morning. Um, and I've noticed Oscar, he's like dragging the weights when he's lifting them up. So trying to get oh, him a bit more energetic. Get out of it. Trying to get him a bit more oh, energetic. Not at all. You get the heart rate up, the blood pumping, and then he's lifting iron like it's nothing. There we go. That's one end. There you go. Keep it running. Um, mate, insurance is a topic today. Very important topic with a lot of families, you know, protecting them, protecting the partners, protecting the children, um, future generations. Talk about it. Give us a bit of an insight. Insurance is something that a lot of people kind of brush under the rug, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. A lot of people don't realise it's needed personally. You're earning 100 grand a year, you're 25 years old. You've got 30 years left of working till you're 55 maybe. Guess what? There's $3 million of income that you're going to earn. How do you ensure that? The other thing is, again, same scenario. You're going to earn $3 million. You die tomorrow. Guess what? You don't earn that $3 million. How does your family live without your income? And the other scenario is, what if you become totally and permanently disabled? As in, you can't go to work and do the things that you would normally do, but you're still alive. You still need that income to live, don't you? So does your family. So what if you have a heart attack, a stroke, um, anything like that, ETC? Generally, you'll be taken off around 12 to 18 months off work if you do have any of those um, episodes. So we need to figure out how can you still have an income or get paid while you're taking that time off? Because if, you, if you're a single parent, for example, and you had some children you had to obviously fund and look after, if that happens to you, who's gonna fund the kids if you can't actually go to work? It's a serious conversation, so you need to protect not only yourself, but your family and everyone around you. Insurance, a lot of people, when they think of insurance, think about car insurance. We only need car insurance, and that's it. Yeah, and building insurance, contents insurance. But no one actually thinks about themselves, which is literally the most important aspect of life. So Zeke's touched on four different types briefly. You know, we'll go step by step one by one anyway. So the first one is life insurance. So life insurance, also known as death insurance or death cover. This is what will pay you upon death. So for example, husband and a wife, tragically the husband was going to work, passed away. If he had life insurance, it would pay a lump sum to the partner and the family. So they can continue to live, might have to continue to pay off the mortgage if they have one but to protect them. Because if there's one individual left for a family, it's gonna be very hard for that person if there's no protection or cover um, in place. So life insurance 
protects your loved ones with providing them a payout so that they can continue living or distinguish debt. Please note that nothing in this podcast should ever be taken as personal financial advice. And if you are seeking financial advice, reach out as we work with professionals in the industry. Now, an important thing to factor in is what kind of figure should we be making when we're looking at getting life insurance? Now, by no means is this financial advice. I'm not telling you exactly how much to do or anything like that. But some things to also think about are how much debt do you have on your home? Can your partner repay that debt on their own? or the car or whatever it is. So if you've got a mortgage of half a million dollars, you might need a payout of half a million to cover that debt. You're gonna earn, in the previous example, $3 million over the next 30 years. Without that income, can your partner live? Do you need to cover a portion of that in the life insurance? On top of that, you're gonna get paid your superannuation guarantee. Now that's 10% at the moment, going up to 12% by 2024 in 0.5% increments. Exactly right. So. On the same example, we're looking at a figure of $300,000 in super to help your partner in retirement. So all of these things are important to consider, income, super, and obviously debt. Now on to the next one, we've got total and permanent disability. We already touched on it, but basically you're totally and permanently disabled. You can't go to work, you can't earn an income. An example of that would be... But I can touch on an example. Personally, I was not involved, but I was there. Oh. Um, a game of footy. First-hand witness. First-hand witness. I was in a game of uh, AFL, the real football, and one of the opposition players um, got tackled and then obviously landed very awkwardly and the impact impacted his spine and actually gave him a spinal injury. And from that day, he was actually put in a wheelchair. He's disabled now. So this is an example where that insurance would actually pay you out. There's always different examples out there, but that's just one... Yeah, so things like spinal cord injury, brain injury, ETC, totally incapacitate you. Again, same thing, you get the payout like life insurance, you probably want to calculate it about the same way, except there's going to be living expenses for you as well in this scenario. In the life insurance one, you pass away. So living expenses will go down for your family because you're not there um, as an additional person to feed ETC. Under TPD, you're actually still alive so your expenses are actually maintained. For example, your phone bill, food, water, electricity contributions, ETC. Your cover may even need to be slightly more in this example. Uh, the next one is income protection. Arguably one of the most important insurances in my opinion. So income protection, how it works is if you are unable to work due to illness or injury, you get a percentage of your salary or your income paid to you. So at the moment, in insurance land, they are reducing the actual percentage. So some insurers are now down to 70% of your income paid to you. Some are still 75. The main question is that people ask, why isn't it 100% of your income? Answer to that, because if that was the case, everyone would be trying to get injured and just not work and get paid the same. So that's why the insurers do pay around 75 to 70% of your income to you if this does impact you so the 75 percent it actually used to be 85 percent but each you know few years they continue to bring that down and it's hard to predict what it may be in 10 years time but it's an extremely important you know, policy to have if you have a large income and you need to protect that over time if you have family children as well I can't say it enough really yeah some examples of when income protection will pay you out is for an ongoing illness or injury. So for example, you, you might have some kind of disease that's help, uh, hindering your brain and disabling you from going to work. 
However, it's not covered under total and permanent disablement. If you're not disabled, you're, you've got an illness. You need to take into account as well, this doesn't cover if you get fired. People think if you get fired and you actually don't have a job, you can still get income protection because you don't have an income. That's not the case at all. Yeah, and so that's another reason we talk about rainy day protection. That's in a way your fifth insurance for any other scenario. On to the next one, basically we've got what trauma. is trauma insurance. With trauma insurance, it's events like stroke, heart attack, cancer, ETC. Statistics do show when you suffer an event such as a stroke or heart attack or cancer, ETC, you're actually going to have a recovery period if you fully recover, that is, from the event. That period, it varies per thing, but the average we're examining in the industry is about 12 to 18 months. So if you have a heart attack, you've got to recover and everything, it's probably not going to be the full 18 months. However, if you have a stroke or you've got cancer and you're getting treatment for years on end or for a stroke, you're trying to rehabilitate your speech and stuff like that. It does go for quite a while. Uh, and I've seen this firsthand in family members. I know the impact it has on people. Trauma insurance is something where you will actually get a payout to help cover you for the 12 to 18 months while you recover. What that might look like 12 months of mortgage repayments, school fees for your children, living expenses, and income that you're not gonna earn as well as your super for that period. If you have any other loans such as car loan, personal loans, you have to pay that off. So that's gonna, what's gonna fund it. ETC, you literally just wanna cover about 12 to 18 months of your expenses that would exist or your income that you can't replace. And the final one that we wanna briefly mention is rainy day protection or an emergency fund. Which we've we did a, mention last week. We did, we've done a previous podcast on it. We Go back very, and listen to that one. We're very big fans of rainy day funds we are they come into handy when you least expect it and when you most need it stop this podcast go back if you haven't listened to it yet but rainy day funds are vital in protecting yourself and your family if anything like COVID-19 is to happen again a few things to quickly touch on before we wrap this one up income protection held personally is generally tax deductible not financial advice again and trauma insurance is something you've got to be careful with the way you structure it because you can get insurances in super and you can get them outside of super. Now, a lot of you, your industry fund, for example, Super, CBUS, are aware, you are actually paying for insurance within them, generally speaking, but that can cause issues. One reason being for trauma is a great example. There's certain events in there that are covered that you can't actually access the funds for. So in superannuation, we all know you need to meet a condition of release to actually access the funds. For example, reaching preservation age, which I've touched on before is 60. There's other events that you can access it for. For example, hardship or suffering certain medical conditions, ETC. Trauma can pay you for a heart attack. Trauma can pay you for cancer. Trauma can pay you for stroke. But not all three of them are life-threatening diseases that will actually allow you to access your super. So if you hold your insurance in super for trauma, you suffer an event that you can't access super for, your trauma policy is going to pay your super fund and then you can't access it. So you need to be careful with the way you structure things. And that's where, you know, if you do have a financial advisor, um, even an accountant, someone who looks after your money or insurances, have a chat to them. Or if you haven't got any of that under, under control and you're wanting to after listening to this podcast, reach out to Zeke and myself. We do work with a lot of insurers in the industry. So you know, we can help you out there and yeah, get you on the right path at least. 
And finally, before we look at wrapping up, a very important thing to note on is we need to share this around. We need to get around the podcast. We need to send it to family members, to friends. Yeah, send it to people who you think would really benefit from it and aren't listening to it at the moment. So put this on your story. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're now on iHeartRadio, so there we go. But yeah, share this around. Send this to anyone. We're going to do a giveaway in a couple of weeks, actually, for a complimentary financial discussion for the lucky winner. More details for that to come, but if you can just share it around, talk to people about it, that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, get around it. We we are getting messages from regular people just saying, hey, this is actually helping me a lot. I've passed this on to my mum or I've passed this on to my sister who wanted to buy a home, but she wasn't sure if she should rent. We did a podcast on that recently. Basically, people are benefiting from it. So the more you share, the better. Next week, we're touching on a bit of my story and Oscar's story, how we got where we are, what we're looking at doing ETC. So stay tuned for that. But until then, keep budgeting, keep investing, and and keep keep listening. listening. Ciao. Bye.